0: Everybody is going out there and buying loads of toilet roll, and it's become like a joke around the country or around the world that everybody is doing it. But you're potentially wasting money.
1: Ever felt like you're just winging your way through life, hoping you'll find the answers to life's important issues along the way? Hey, I'm Gabby Mendez, and this is my brand new podcast, Talk Twenties. On this podcast. I'll be chatting to my friends and fellow 20-somethings on different topics that matter to you in your 20s. So if you're ready, let's go. So hello and welcome to the Talk 20s podcast. Um, Today I'm joined with Laura Moore. Laura is a 26-year-old money and finance coach from London. Through her blog, she aims to demystify all things money and make people feel empowered by their finances. And there is no more perfect time to really focus on your finances than the situation we find ourselves in right now. Um, So Laura and I are coming from two different ends of the country. Mm -hmm. I'm up here um, near Liverpool and Laura is from London and so is um, in her home self-isolating at the moment because we are dealing with very um, unprecedented circumstances in the UK at the moment and across the world um, as we are dealing with the effects of coronavirus. Um, At the moment we are on lockdown um, and we are only allowed to leave our homes to um, do some shopping, um, to go to work if you are a key worker and um, for only essential purposes and also to exercise once a day. But we're here to talk about how this uh, unprecedented circumstance is affecting our finances. Now, um, Laura, if you want to tell us a little bit more about you and yourself and your background, and then we'll go into talking about managing your finances in and money in a crisis.
0: Perfect. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as um, Gab says, I am a money coach, and I run a blog and Instagram where I talk all things money. So, saving spending budgeting debt mindset everything and essentially i mean yeah to give you a bit of background i used to want to be an actress so i was like right i'm gonna have to go to drama school i'm gonna have to save and that is really expensive to go so i got a job saved about fifteen thousand pounds and then last minute decided that i wanted to go traveling with two of my best friends and I had the money sat there to go. So when I then came back, I basically moved to central London with um, two of my best friends. And from there, I kind of became my friend's personal finance, personal trainers or sort of coaches. And I was making spreadsheets for them and helping them get out of debt. And then got to the point where they were like, you know, you need to Sort of put the message out there and help other people and I realised that, you know, we're not taught how to handle our money in school, um, we kind of have to figure it all out for ourselves, so I set up my Instagram and a blog to, yeah, help people my age um, to sort of handle money, how to have a good mindset and sort of what to do in every stage of life when it comes to your finances, basically, um, and here we are now. That's so, all my background. I mean, I
1: absolutely love your blog. There's definitely a few tips that I've picked up along the way that you've shared. Um, and I think it's useful for any young adult at the moment um, going through um, life and, and all that its changes. Um, And you're right, it's not something that we get taught in school enough at all. Like, you know, I I don't remember doing any kind of lessons about personal finance in school at all, to be honest.
0: No, and the hard thing is, is as soon as you turn 18, you're technically allowed to just go online and get a credit card, get a loan, or you're, you know, you're allowed an overdraft. And when the two are married together of not knowing how to handle your money because you've not been taught it and then you've got potential access to all this money it can just be the perfect storm for you know ending up in a place where you don't really want to be and then when you get a little bit older or you get to the point where you want a house or you want children or you want to go away you're like oh No, (laughs) I'm in a position where I didn't think I was going to be, but didn't realise you'd got there because you didn't have the tools or the resources at the time to figure out how to handle it. Um, So I think it's, it's and also people don't talk about money.
1: No, there is definitely a stigma around talking about money um, and maybe a sense of shame um, Mm -hmm. and people don't feel comfortable enough opening up about their circumstances, which makes it 10 times harder Mm -hmm. when you do land yourself in a situation to admit, I haven't handled that quite as well as I did, or to even learn in the first place what you should be doing with your money. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: and so much of your money, I found that when I work with people that so much of, your money and your financial circumstances is attached to your self-worth like money is so critical to your well-being financial stress worrying about bills or debt is like so detrimental to your mental health but then there's so much talk nowadays about talking about mental health and it's amazing but it's only just catching up about the money side of it about how that ties into it so i think it's so important the more we talk about it the more comfortable people will be to have conversations and maybe not find themselves in sort of positions they don't wanna be in.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. So given the current circumstances, what's your current situation at the moment?
0: So I work full-time for a creative agency. I have done for, since it's the company that I've worked for since I was 18, pretty much. Um and so I work from home full time and I run my blog and my money coaching on the side, but my main source of income is uh, my full time work. Um, but since obviously everything that's gone on with coronavirus and you know, this crazy weird time I that know. everybody's having to navigate. Um, we have recently, um, our business, well, our, our employees are going to be getting furloughed, so I'm going to be going through that process also, um, which is obviously something that um, a lot of people are probably having to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the position we're in now. But it's, you know, I, I learn about it because I write about it. Yeah. And you realise that there's so much to it, you have to really research and understand yeah. it. So the position, yeah, the position that I'm in now is I'm, Still employed, luckily, um, but I'm going to be furloughed sort of as of Monday, actually.
1: Oh wow! Um, yeah. So what what is it that you, as a money coach, understand about furlough and the circumstances that you're that you'll be in from Monday?
0: So essentially, your business will still pay you. Your company will still pay you, but they only pay you eighty percent of what your paycheck is, up to a two and a half thousand pound cap um, before tax um, and national insurance. Then the business or your company claims it back from the government. So you don't have to do anything as an individual. You're, if your employer says to you you're going on furlough, they are handling it. They Your pay is going to obviously get reduced, but everything is handled for you. And then the business sort of sort out the legal side of things. Um, and yeah, just as of the point that you go on to furlough, when your next paycheck comes, you will get that reduced amount mm-hmm. um, and it will just be lower than whatever you're on.
1: And what is the expectation of you when you are on furlough? Are you still expected to work in any capacity or is it that you are... Are technically away from the business because you can't work and they can't afford to to keep you on
0: yeah so it depends um what type of employee you are in regards to your employment status so if you are a full-time or a part-time employee of a business and you're being furloughed then you are not allowed to do any work that is related to bringing in or stabilizing revenue so basically you unless you're doing training internal training you're not allowed to be working basically you have to take a step back now this is there to protect workers who are more um sort of low wage workers yeah and people who physically can't be in a business so people that work in pubs bars restaurants all the hospitality um side of things um but yeah you aren't technically allowed to work so like me i work from home full time i could log on to my computer yeah but yeah i'm not allowed basically i have to put it to bed and leave it mm. until we come off furlough they've just bought out and changed the rules around if you're self-employed yeah. so now basically self-employed get the same kind of like rules around being furloughed but they actually are allowed to still work um, which is quite interesting but yeah. that's something very new it came out literally two days ago um but yeah if you're an employed by a business and you're, not, you're on um, the payroll then you're not allowed to work okay so you have to be really careful
1: yeah definitely um so what would your advice be to someone who has received notice from their employer that they are going to be furloughed what would you advise them to do in this situation and how would you advise them to to manage their finances so I think if you I think it all depends on a couple of factors you know personal finance is
0: what well, it is, and it is very personal. So depending on whether you have savings, whether you are in debt, what whether you live at home, whether you rent, there's a different way to handle it for everyone. But I think some practical tips that you can live by for the sort of foreseeable future, if you are just worried about money, so you've been furloughed, or maybe you've lost a contract, or your hours have been reduced, that type of thing, is first of all, mindset is so important. The way that, you know, we're all going through a really, really tough time around uncertainty, not just of our jobs, but just of general, you know, holidays are being cancelled, weddings are being cancelled, we don't really know what's going on. And being at home all the time, you need to find a way to basically not panic. (laughs) It's easier said than done. No, definitely. Take a moment to, you know, look after yourself, whether that's through meditating, using like the Calm app or reading just kind of take a moment to give yourself a chance to accept the situation what is going on and understand that there is help out there everybody is in the same boat you are going to be okay you just have to be practical um, from here on out so if, if you panic and get yourself all
1: worked up it's gonna be it's gonna be the worst thing you can do so yeah the
0: first sort of thing is to take a step back and also nobody could have actually prepared for this
1: no you, definitely you know, not
0: we could we can have savings we can have um all of this sort of backup but no one could have mentally prepared for the situation they find themselves in now and if you beat yourself up I on my blog always talk about you know emergency funds are really important but I don't ever say just in case you know a pandemic happens
1: (laughs) (laughs) no one could have predicted it could they
0: yeah it's so it's so unprecedented so try and basically don't beat yourself up about the situation you find yourself in just accept it and be prepared to tackle it in the most sort of practical way and then really you need to do a full money assessment of just where you're at you need to take stock of your finances as they are right now some people do that on a daily or monthly basis already Uh, some people do not and they bury their head in the sand <laughs> and um, they just sort of hope that you know it's all going to be okay. But now is really the time to say, do you know what, I need to sit down with my finances and figure out what money have I got right now, what is in the bank, when is my next paycheck, do I have a next paycheck, how much will it be, do I have savings, do I have any debt, what bills do I need to pay? All these questions you need to ask yourself so that you can basically write it all down I'm very I like writing things down on paper I like seeing it all in front of me um and just understanding what your financial position actually is because without knowing
1: Mm -hmm. you can't prepare no there's no way
0: to yeah understand so kind of just yeah do a full money assessment and then it's depending on what your situation is whether you're if you are going to get furloughed basically you need to figure out what the minimum amount of money is that you need to survive off of So take a look at your bills and go what ones need to be paid. So do I need to cancel my gym membership? Do I need to cancel this subscription to the magazine? that I don't really read, but it comes through the door and I'll read it at some point. (laughs) You know, all the little things that you can cut down on. Try and pause or cancel any memberships so that you can cut down on your monthly expenses so that the money that you have got, either already in savings, coming in, whatever it is, you know that you're going to be able to cover the basics. That's kind of, key and there is a lot of help like even though all governments around you know the world are doing things differently our government have been really good in some elements getting some stuff put together really quickly Mm -hmm. um offering support and with things like your bank your landlord your mortgage providers all like that ask for help and that's where it comes into you know the talking about it make sure that you're Talking to people about it, that you're you can speak to your mortgage provider or your landlords about rent breaks or mortgage breaks, speak to your bank if you're if you're in an overdraft, you know. I think people will be surprised how helpful businesses and lenders are being at the moment. Because everybody is in the same position yeah. right now.
1: Absolutely, even the smallest thing like Um, My boyfriend is obsessed with sports, so we pay for Sky Sports. But obviously Mm -hmm. at the moment, there's no sports going on that they can show. So it's quite simple at the moment. You can log on to Sky and you can pause your Sky Sports membership. They're still showing you the channels. They won't stop you from seeing anything, but they're just going to freeze that part of your contract, which is great because that's going to save us. I mean, I don't know what we pay for that section of it, but probably around, you know, 15 to 20 pounds a month.
0: Yeah, Um,
1: Which is every little house. exactly and there's and there's other little things like that that you think actually maybe I should look into this so as well as like taking stock of everything you have probably break down everything and say well gas and electricity I might be spending a little bit more this month because I'm in the house so much so should I be speaking to my gas and electricity provider to see if they can help help me out in any way because like you say every single company out there is wanting to provide support to people because they still want you to be a customer at the exactly. end of this you know when we are exactly. in it yeah
0: yeah so switching energy and potentially broadband providers you're going to yeah. be using internet a lot <laughs> yeah um, either trying to get a better deal on what you're doing or going elsewhere is going to help all the little things that will make a difference that will add up and make a difference things in regards to what not to do right now i think there's some key things you know everybody is going out there and buying loads of toilet roll <laughs> and it's become like a joke around the country or around yeah. the world that everybody is doing it but the people who are going crazy stockpiling it's like you're potentially buying things you wouldn't normally buy mm. maybe food's going to waste you're stocking up on spending money that maybe you don't actually have right now yeah and I get it that everyone is really scared and they're you know freaking out and they're going oh I just need to be prepared but you're potentially wasting money doing that and it's the same with online shopping you're going to be at home bored some people do just love to scroll through Topshop or, yeah. you know, ASOS. And then you find yourself adding stuff to your basket. And then ASOS will be sending round 20% off till
1: while you're at home.
0: Yeah. And you are going to then go, well, <laughs> this stuff is in my basket. Do you know what? Even
1: I've succumbed to that this week. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it's, I'm it's guilty over here. Yeah. But, and you it, know.
0: Especially if it's something that on a normal monthly basis you can afford yeah you were like oh, I don't want to you know if I can't go outside and go to the pub with my mates, I need I, I want to get live. a treat
1: yeah yeah no, definitely you, if
0: you take full um stock of your financial position and you go you know what I'm still employed I can still pay my bills I've got a little bit of money I'm not gonna be I'm not too worried you know my sort of advice for people who are still in that position is giving back to the economy right now, supporting local businesses is actually a really great thing. Yeah. You know, me and my flatmate are, we're ordering from local um, restaurants and takeouts and yeah. just to, because even though uh, my, my income is going to be getting dropped, I am in a position where I can still put some money back in and it's kind of like, it's finding the balance between all of those things Uh, but that is why making sure you know what your financial situation looks like right now is so important. Mm -hmm. I think once you can write down, because some people don't have a budget, they don't budget their money every single month, they just make do and hope for the best. Now is the time to go, do you know what, I'm going to make a budget, I'm going to sit down And once you've asked yourself those questions, you do, you just go through your bank statement and you go, what bill is this? How much is it? What date does it come out? Is it paid yet? And you just write them all down on a bit of paper, mark next to it, are they essential or are they non-essential? So rent, essential. Gas, essential. Gym, right now, non-essential. You know, all of those things. And then you can see exactly, you can make a budget basically for the next month, two months, three months. But it's also great to get into the habit now so that when all of this is Sorted, <laughs> so we're allowed outside. You're sort of, you know, learning how to be prepared just in general for your finances.
1: Yeah. What would you say about using credit cards at the moment to kind of fund things if you are, you know, perhaps in a position where you are struggling at the moment?
0: I think if you need to because you are on the breadline or you're like, I literally can't afford to eat or I can't afford to, you know, uh, buy essentials, then credit cards are there to help it, it you know it's going to be better than you you don't want to be in a position where you're, you can't eat or you know whatever mm-hmm. it's but that is why you have to do the assessment first because if you you might think oh god I can't afford this and then you work it all out and you go oh actually by switching providers stopping my gym mm-hmm. and cutting down on this I've actually got a spare 200 pounds a month i didn't realize and you wouldn't need to get a credit card so if you are in a position where you've done the assessment on yourself you've made a budget and let's say for example you're freelance and you know you can't get furloughed you can't get all of these things then you probably do need to consider where else you might get support and if that has to come in the form of credit then make sure that you're looking for the right deals that you're not going to be paying crazy interest but um anything to get through this time right now is going to be important as Mm -hmm. long as you know you just have to be prepared be sensible about it
1: um so what would you say to someone who maybe has a bit of money in the bank at the moment that they have been saving is now a good time to invest
0: personally it depends if you have been sort of involved in the investing world before you have friends or family that invest and you understand it really well and you're like oh I was just waiting for the right time then and you want you you know what you're doing and you've got money saved then there's there's no harm against doing it if you know what you're doing but the problem is is that now is not a good time if you are just starting out on your investment journey I am learning about it I'm reading books I'm I've sort of read a really interesting book called How to Own the World, which is basically all about investing, broken down really simply. I feel like I know a lot, but I would not feel comfortable right now putting money into the stock market or wherever else I plan to put my money because it's so unstable right now. Mm -hmm. And even if you've got a bit of money saved, things change so quickly. You know, you, you might think your job is safe and anything could change. So being prepared is so important and having sort of uh, cash available ready in case you need that is is more important than thinking about long long term because investments are 10 15 20 year investments they're not oh i might have a bit more money by next year they're really long term so right now we're actually all have to kind of think about the short to medium term and that you need cash for basically absolutely
1: so if you know we're all hopefully fine in three months time and we're out of the water what would you potentially say to someone to prepare themselves? I know we honestly couldn't have prepared for this mm-hmm. right now, but say, you know, in three months time, we're absolutely fine. And, you know, the financial uh, market is beginning to grow again. Um, what would you advise people to do in that, in that situation? Once, you know, once we're out of isolation and we're able to go back to normal life? So...
0: First of all, um, I mean, when we're able to go back to normal life, I guess we all need to get outside and the sun, have a massive picnic, barbecue, party. <laughs> and then when we've all recovered, <laughs> then we can start to be thinking about it. Um, so when we get back to a point where you feel like your job is stable or you've got a new job or you're getting to the point where you have an income, basically, you need to think about having an emergency fund. So an emergency fund is separate to having savings. Your savings is for your goals. You know, I want to go traveling. I want to have a wedding. I want to, all of these things, I want to buy a house. That's your savings. They're for your goals. Emergency fund should always be your priority in regards to what you're saving. You should keep it separate. So really, you should aim to have around six months worth of living expenses because, You might become sick. We might go through another pandemic. You don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you have to be prepared. And the best way to do that is once you've done your financial sort of money assessment and you've worked out what the minimum amount is that you need to live off of, which would be rent, gas and electric, your phone bill and your internet, any sort of living costs that are essential and food, that is your minimum monthly amount. You know, gym, uh, skyboxes, things like that. They don't count. It's all the essentials work that number out for the month, times it by six, whatever that is, that is what you should aim for to save. So that should be your sort of emergency fund um, goal. There's loads of different ways you can do that, whether you um, set yourself a monthly budget and you factor into that a cost, you say, right, I'm going to put aside, let's say your emergency fund amount came to five thousand pounds, for example. It seems for some people that might seem like a massive amount and it might feel really overwhelming and they'll end up not doing anything because they it seems so far away. You are better off putting away ten pounds a week and it taking however many months, years <laughs> to do, and getting into the habit of putting some money into an account that you are not touching and you're going that is for my emergency fund that's not my money anymore it's £10 and you'll build up that sort of memory that habit of going I'm putting this bit away I'm putting this bit away yeah so working towards having emergency fund should be like top of everybody's list I think um, and you can do that by you know making cutbacks elsewhere um uh, but paying yourself first when you then get paid is the most important thing I yeah. think yeah
1: no definitely that's what I do so um i like to know what i've got to spend on myself and the things that i like to do in the month so the day i get paid i usually is the day i tell myself oh, i haven't really actually got that much money because yeah. i transfer money into the joint account where mine and my boyfriend's bills comes come out of um so i transfer a set amount into there every month i transfer a set into a set amount into my business account so that i can it can use it to um, make investments there and I transfer a set of money into onto a Monzo card, um, and I use that as my fuel card for the month. Because I know roughly how much I spend on fuel per month, but I hate getting to the end of the month and thinking, oh no, I need to spend £30 on fuel, and I haven't factored that in. So uh-huh. I put that away straight away, and I, I, I do all of that pretty much the day or the day after I get paid. And then what I have left in my account is essentially what I know I've got to live on myself for the month. And usually food comes out of our joint account. So it's usually the luxuries, you know, if I want to go out and see friends, if I do want to do that ASOS order, um, you know, and any kind of extra things like perhaps even booking holidays and things like that as it builds up. But I have to like cut it all up and send it out. Otherwise, I hate kind of looking at the big sum of my account going, Oh, what day is my rent coming out? What day is my mortgage coming out? Or what day is my, you know, phone bill coming out on? Like, it just stresses me out, so. Yeah,
0: and I think that's uh, one of the biggest things that I learned when I was saving, when I was, you know, when I just first got a full-time job, because I had a goal in mind. I was so eager to hit the amount that I needed that I was like, yes, payday, put my savings away. But that became a habit that I then kept. And I realized how important... That is because it's such a mindset thing. If you open up your account and you've been paid, you don't want to have to constantly do the mental maths when no. like you say, my rent is this much and it comes out on the 7th, my bills are this much. I know that I'm going out with 7th because mm-hmm. you will lose track. Some people like to use spreadsheets. Some people, t- I I'm am I'm obsessed with Excel. Um, <laughs> and I make like spreadsheets for all of my friends with loads of formulas. And I'm like, don't touch it. need to make to-.
1: me one. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I'll, ma-
0: I'll make you one honestly babes i'll send it over (laughs) (laughs) that is what i get um lots of joy out of (laughs) (laughs) um and you can like you say you map it and you can say right because there's loads of different types of budgets you could do a zero based budget where you spend every bit of your money into a category some people don't like to be that strict so you have a flexible budget where it's broken into categories and you just go like you say this is my bills this is for um food and petrol things that are variables but you have to pay and that this is going to be just for spending having two separate accounts like a bills an account and a spending account is so helpful yeah. i love monzo
1: i think it's so so important yeah. to split them out no definitely i've got that so i, I have about a million accounts with santander <laughs> and um my i literally i can see everything that is in when i log into the app i obviously i can see an overview of everything and each account has like a different purpose for what i need to see so we've got like the joint account i've got a savings account i've got my personal account i've got my credit card and i can literally see it in one glance and i really like the fact that it's with one bank so i don't have to go in multiple places to look for different things um but i think that's so good to be able to give a visual rep- representation of how much you've got where or how little you've got in different places you know
0: yeah absolutely i do like one-on-one consulting with people to help them get out of debt or if they're just not really sure where all their money goes at the end of the month and they're trying to save but don't really know where they're going wrong and we map everything out and you put everything onto a spreadsheet and then when you know what is going on and you give each bit of money a place to go because if you don't tell that money where to go it's going to go somewhere you don't want it to go yeah and you won't you won't you know your money will control you you want to be in control of your money and by just taking a look at it all going okay You know, this is what I've got, this is where this is going. It alleviates so much stress Mm -hmm. and worry because even if it's a small amount, you can go, well, at least I know. Mm -hmm. And then I think the good thing with Monzo is it's got, like, the little tracker so that you can see during the month it goes down. If you're 25 days into the month but you've gone too much into the budget, it'll say, oh, be careful, you know, you're going to go over or, you know, vice versa. Just little little things like that that take the pain out of it and do the work for you. And we're so lucky, you know, that this new era of technology, all the fintech companies, Monzo, Revolut, all of that, they're so helpful. And I think when you find one that works for you, it's it's and it will help you save because, like you say, you can map it all out, put money in your savings straight away, and then you know what you've got left. Mm-hmm. I do think everything that we're going through right now with this sort of uncertain times will make people Feel and think differently about the money yeah. because I think maybe a lot of people are probably going through a period of shock where because none of us expected to feel this and maybe some people are prepared or thought they were prepared but aren't or aren't and feel you know really guilty or ashamed about it whatever feelings everybody is feeling I think that's going to project into growth. When we're out of this and we feel a bit better, it'll project into a lot of personal growth for people who go, you know what? It's time for me to take control of my money. And if you use now to get on top of it, by the time that we're out of this, you'll be—you'll feel so ready for the world.
1: You'll be like, I am an adult. (laughs) Let's do this. Definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Laura. That's been so helpful um, to me. Definitely um, to know how to go about these uncertain times. I'm going to go away. I'm going to create a money spreadsheet and I'm going to take stock of my finances um, and try and work out if I can be a little bit better and save in some places. So you've definitely inspired me and I, I hope that you've also inspired others by listening um obviously this is the talk 20s podcast and you know we're here to chat about life in your 20s um so you're 26 at the moment um how do you feel your 20s have gone so far
0: I think they have been. I mean, I, I so far I'm absolutely loving them. Obviously, <laughs> I've had my, uh, my ups and downs, but on a whole, um, I mean, we all know how hard they are to actually navigate. And I feel like I've changed the most as a person from the age of 20 yeah. to 26 every single year.
1: Yeah. I feel
0: like each year I've been a, a different person or I've learned something or grown. I
1: completely agree. I feel like each different year I've been mm-hmm. a different version of Gabby. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think
0: when you get older, obviously we don't know, but it's like oh, your fifties, your sixties. But whereas I feel like for us, it's like your twenties, <laughs> your twenty ones, <laughs> your twenty twos, your twenty three. It's, like a it's decade, so true. Decades.
1: But then also, I also think that people are going through different parts of that at different ages. So, you know, my brother who has a baby is going through an entirely different version of 20s than I am because obviously he has a young child to look after. Um, yes. So, you know, I think it's, it's different for everyone as well. So it's so
0: personal, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, who or what inspires you the most?
0: Um, so I was thinking about this and I was like, who am I inspired
1: by most? And
0: then what I thought, I think it's more of a, a thing. I think are even though social media can be really, it can be really like bad for your mental health if you use it wrong. Yeah. I, when you think about using it for the good, I am so inspired by the amount of people that I see on there doing their thing and just being like, you know, whether they've got a niche or whether they haven't, but they're just out there. I've helping the world in some way Mm -hmm. offering their service you know all different types of people but like when you see it and all all the different types of people that I meet I've been on loads of different sort of like solo travel holidays and stuff like that or you know different groups of people that you meet and when you just meet people who are just doing them and you're like, that is that is so inspirational, but you've taken something that you want to do, whether it's a passion or just, you know, a thought or an idea, and you're just going for it. And I think people like that are so inspiring and you see so much of that on Instagram, and that's why I love it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you're definitely one of those people, but that's what I'm trying to obviously do with the podcast is interview these people yeah. who are just going for it because I know there's probably people who are sat at home right now is pondering about an idea that they have, thinking, Oh, should I do it? I mean, it's quite a good idea, but, you know, and I think what the important thing to do is to say to them is just go for it and worry about what everyone else thinks well, don't worry about what everyone else thinks you know like just yeah. just do you like you say no yeah, absolutely I think
0: it's also like when you see people doing it like i wanted to set up a blog once once i'd come back from australia so that was you know years ago yeah. and only really did it last year but i took a lot of courage and inspiration from mm. people who were already doing it mm. be it friends who i knew or people that i connected with online i was like if they can do it I can do it and it was that type of inspiration that I'm sort of fueled by I think it's amazing how connected people can be over the internet especially during these times now where we're seeing just how well connected we can be I think it's amazing
1: yeah no definitely I think that technology has made this situation so much easier to bear for a number of reasons you know the, the fact that we can do this Skype call um, and, you know, we can FaceTime our family. But not only that, there's, you know, there's so much technology out there that is, that is you know, House Party, for example. Didn't yeah. even have the app until this week, but I bloody love it. You I'm know? obsessed. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even though we're obviously in our homes and we're all isolated, we can still come together as a community, which is what us humans do best, you know? Yeah, so... it's really
0: like heartwarming and comforting knowing that even though we are going through very tough times I really do feel that kind of like connectedness with everybody I did a live meditation on Instagram the other day and there was about a thousand people you know you can see everybody on there yeah and there's about a thousand people on there and I couldn't see them I just felt really like connected to everybody and I was like oh this is this is so nice like our parents didn't have this or our grandparents I think in that respect
1: we're very lucky yeah and also in this week I have FaceTime friends that I'd usually probably not spend so much time on FaceTime to them just being yeah. silly or just laughing about things or playing games on house party and things like that. I'd never sit about you know for that yeah. l- length of time you know I've been spending hours to an hour and a half speaking yeah. to friends and catching up and so I feel way closer to them yeah. than I would have been if I could have even seen them face-to-face, really, which is really strange. Uh, it's Probably because I haven't had those other distractions as well. Yeah, so. exactly. It's crazy. So just have one last question for you, Laura. Um, what one piece of advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? I would say to myself, I think, that it is
0: okay to feel like lost like you don't really know what your purpose is Mm. I think I spent so much time in turmoil especially when I you know I wanted to be an actress from the age of 11 and that kind of became my identity so people would introduce me as oh this is Laura she's going to be an actress this is Laura she's going to be an actress and then that became my identity and then when I didn't want to do it anymore or thought I didn't want Mm. to do it anymore cue identity crisis time like I was like oh my god what am i going to do so i think taking away the pressure of what you're going to do with your life like i I meet incredible people who are like 20 30 years older than me who are just starting new businesses now and they're like i've just found my passion or my purpose and you're like it doesn't matter you don't need to come out of school knowing what you're going to do like it's okay to feel lost it's okay to change your mind you know or, or just do you for a bit whatever that is it might change it might not so i think that that I would kind of just calm myself in that respect. Cause I think I got a lot of I stressed myself out loads about that um, in my early twenties.
1: Yeah, no, I had the exact same, well, very similar situation. I I had no idea what I wanted to do out of university, and while well, I went into teacher training, and it just wasn't for me at all, um, and I definitely had an identity crisis because I, you know, I didn't know what direction to go in, and I felt incredibly lost. Um, in in a place where I I wasn't too familiar with with, because I'd moved to a different location, and I think you know it was it was a really tough time, you know, mentally to get through, and I think I stressed myself out so much because I was like, I should know what I want to do. I've been to school for you know eighteen years of my life, and I should really know what it is what I want to do. How how come I don't know which direction I want to go in? Um, and so it's like you say, it's okay. You've got to own that kind of feeling. And, um, yeah, and just think that it's it's all right, and different paths will lead you to different places, and you've just yeah. got to keep going one step forward.
0: yeah, and I think I got I was in a position where because I was I'd obviously got a full-time job, I was doing sales and marketing, and I was really good at it, and I still am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not what I want to do. And I think I was like, no, I want to be an actress, no, I want to do this, but my friends they know what they want to do, and they probably might have been feeling the exact same way as me inside but you just feel like yeah. you come out of school and you know you're meant you're meant to go to university i didn't do that you're meant to do this you're meant to know and it's like no some people are you know do figure it out at the age of 16 and then they have a career for 70 years some people have a different career every 10 years yeah. some people their purpose isn't their career they have a career in something else and have a side job, yeah. which is a purpose you know it's so personal it's kind of like you say you just need to be like it is okay (laughs) it will all work out i think
1: absolutely well thank you so much laura it's been amazing to chat with you today um i hope that the circumstances that we find ourselves in right now don't last too long um because obviously it's a difficult and stressful time for many people but thank you so much for your advice today um, and I hope that we can do another podcast in a few months time talking about how we can nail our finances now that we are out of this mess so absolutely we'll
0: yeah. find a way to do it once this is all over
1: definitely <laughs> and in person next time no social yeah. distancing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Fingers> <laughs> crossed. yeah all right well thank you so much laura it's been amazing to have you on the podcast thank you bye That's the Talk20s podcast with me, Gabby Mendez. Subscribe now so you don't miss out.